sisters. So if you've ever thought, oh, I'm not flexible enough, yoga isn't for me, oh, I can stay in one place for an hour, I've got too much energy, or uh, yoga is too woo-woo, and I'm not a spiritual person, then this episode is for you guys. So together with my wonderful guest, Alo, today we're going to explore yoga a bit more and we're going to try and shed a bit more light on these preconceptions or maybe even misconceptions. So a bit more about Alo before we dive deep into things. Alo is a yoga teacher, a well-being expert, a university tutor. She's also a Reiki practitioner, a singer and songwriter. And she actually uses the therapeutic properties of sound in her teaching practices. Alo, welcome to the episode. It's so awesome to have you here. Hi, Sam. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Alo, can you tell us a bit more about where yoga is from? Okay. So yoga originated in India about 3,000 years ago, over 3,000 years ago. It's one of the six orthodox schools of philosophy of Hinduism. However, it's also a practice in Jainism, which is another Indian philosophy or religion, and Buddhism, which okay. we know has spread to yeah. many countries. So it's both a philosophy and a set of physical, mental, or psychological practices people do to improve their lives according to their own standards, to enhance their physical and emotional health. And of course, in the original tradition, there is a spiritual, there was a, a strong spiritual component. Yoga means union or yoke, to connect two things together. Yeah. Uh, in the original tradition, it meant as much the union of mind and body as the union of individual self and universal self. And this is related to the Hindu tradition, but that doesn't have to be part of today's practice because first of all everybody could interpret the universal self as they want in every religion people relate to the same thing really yeah. whether they call it god or anything else it's always the same kind of supreme being or spirit so Absolutely. if people want to practice in a more spiritual way they can relate to their own god or whatever their understanding is of a, a universal self and if they don't want to practice in a spiritual way then they don't have to they can just benefit from all the other aspects of yoga which are the physical and psychological and emotional benefits. So although it comes from a spiritual tradition, it doesn't have to be practiced with, you know, that spiritual component. So I think that's very important because I know some people may wonder, as you said, you know, is, is yoga a little bit woo-woo and, you know, yeah, do you course, have to be a kind of a signing, uh, signing up to those Hindu practices or philosophy? So yeah, you, you yeah. really don't have to. Another thing that's important to know about yoga is it's much more than the, the asanas, we call it. The postures, they're just a mean to an end. Yoga is a yeah. whole philosophical system that has eight different branches or limbs, if you want, and the postures are one of those those limbs. But they all lead, all the practices, whether they have to do with purification of the mind or the body, or what we call yamas and niyamas, which are some kind of um, philosophical principle to live a, um, a healthy a healthy and good life in, li in line with your values. Yeah. All these practices lead to meditation. So you could say that the aim of yoga is meditation. Mm -hmm. It goes even further than that. There's another stage after meditation, which we call samadhi. And samadhi is bliss. But maybe not bliss as we understand it in the modern tradition, which is, ooh, we're having a lot of fun, right? <laughs> it's about that state where your mind is liberated from the usual limitations uh, that we may experience by living in a 
you know, fast and busy world. Of course. So that would be the aim of yoga and, and its origins. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I think it's important to specify that because I think a lot of people see it as a trend. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's seen almost as a fad, right? Oh, yoga is popular now, but mm-hmm. it's not exactly new. No, it? it's not exactly new. <laughs> and to be honest, science is just finally starting to catch up with what people have known for 3,000 years mm. in terms of, you know, if you experience, if you practice yoga, you don't really need the scientific evidence. But it's great that actually now we've got, there are a lot uh, of studies that look at the actual benefits of yoga Um you know, the physical benefits, the emotional and psychological benefits, and it, it, it can be measured. So that that's great. Um, of course. The yeah. tradition itself has lived for 3,000 years mm-hmm. without that kind of evidence to, to be needed. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. And I really want to go deeper into the benefits, um, be it for the body or for the mind. Um, but first of all, can we go into the different types of yoga? Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's say I lift a lot of weights or um, I just want to relax because I live, sorry, I live a very stressful life, or maybe, you know, I'm a rugby player and my muscles are really tense. Like, mm-hmm. what are the different types of yoga? Yep. So I'm glad we're talking about that because often when we hear yoga is not for me, yeah, and that there are a few people who may say, oh, you know, yoga is not for me, so have you tried it? No. So already, you know, you can say, well, maybe you want to try and you want to look at the various types of yoga that yeah. are out there because maybe one will suit you. And, and I think actually a, a lot of people don't even know there's different types of yoga. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I think no, for I a lot see. of people, yes, you know, yes. it's yoga. yoga. Oh, I went to yes. a yoga class. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So they may have been to a class that wasn't, you know, that didn't suit them. Maybe it was the way the teacher approached yoga. And, you know, it's true that some people may be more interested in um you know the the complex postures uh, or maybe the spiritual side or you know they they the way people teach is very different but um they are all t- all different types of yoga so atha yoga is is kind of the the umbrella under which fall all the other types of yoga so most of the yoga practices that involve postures come from atha yoga mm-hmm. right now in the Hatha Yoga class, you would have a lot of movements that are aiming to be uh, to to stretch, obviously to 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 improve flexibility, to improve balance and focus. And you find that in a lot of classes. I would say the difference between Hatha Yoga and maybe Ashtanga or Vinyasa Flow Yoga is Hatha Yoga would be a bit slower mm-hmm. and maybe a bit more like holding the posture longer for the postures for a longer time. Whether Ashtanga and Vinyasa Flow would be much more dynamic. So. Dynamic and and possibly focusing on strength as much, if not more, than flexibility. Mm -hmm. So these are just three types of yoga, Ashtanga uh, Ashtanga and Vinyasa flow being very similar. So like you said, it depends on if you're already doing a sport that is like high impact kind of sport or Mm -hmm. with a lot of cardio that's quite dynamic, Mm -hmm. you may want to go for something a little bit slower that helps you to relax and to kind of integrate your active practice and it's true that you know it would be good to have this complementary kind of attitude towards your you know what your body needs but actually what we find is a lot of people depends on their personality so if you like something that's quite fast and dynamic and you're already doing a dynamic or high impact sport you're most likely to go for a practice like Ashtanga or Vinyasa flow because that's what you like, yeah. right? Yeah. So if, you, if you're someone who's quite active, who has a lot of you know, stamina and energy, 
um, who finds it difficult to stay at the same place, then actually doing something that's very slow like yin yoga could be for you. With yin yoga, you hold a posture for a very long time and uh, it helps you to really kind of relax some parts of your body that may be very tense, usually around the perineum area or the hips or the inner thighs. And that's usually where the st we store the, s the stress, the daily stress. Yeah. That's around the hips area and inner thighs. So yin yoga is very good also to release emotional blocks. You could compare it almost like a meditation with yoga postures. It's, mm -hmm. it's very slow. If you want something that's very relaxing, you <laughs> would go for restorative yoga. Okay. And restorative yoga also holds the posture for, you would hold the postures for a long time, where you would have props, such as blocks or bolsters and belts. It's not much stretching in restorative yoga. It's more like staying in a posture for a while, observing your body, observing your breath, and completely let go and relax, which we know for a lot of people is difficult to do. Mm -hmm. So restorative yoga or yin yoga could be complemented by an active practice mm -hmm. if you want to do different types of yoga. Um, and if you really like something dynamic, and maybe you are already practicing a sport that where there's a lot of cardio or you know that um, requires a lot of strength then ashtanga and vinyasa flow are definitely good for you as well you will enjoy the relaxation at, at the end because they require a lot of strength and um, a lot of stamina everybody i think even people who don't like to stay at the same place for too long will enjoy the relaxation at the end the relaxation is very important it's like integrating all the work you've done during the practice mm -hmm. and because you've done a lot of you know you've put a lot of effort in your practice you really enjoy that relaxation and you can experience that moment uh, where you you can really be mm -hmm. and you don't have to you know you don't have to use your mind you don't have to be invaded by thoughts um it's like making space in your mind mm -hmm. and allowing for uh, something else to come up within you. So being in touch with your inner spirit, your your core, your essence, if you want. And that, of course, will be individual for everyone. But we don't often have the opportunity to do that in nowadays life because it's so busy. And because we, do, we tend to not really listen to ourselves or be in touch with our intuition and all these things that are like, you know, they're, they're inherent to every human being. But it's it's that moment of stillness, that moment of integration that is really, really beneficial as well as the active practice before. And what about hot yoga? Because it's very, yes. very popular. Yes, it has definitely be become a trend recently, I would say in the last two or three years. Hot yoga is very popular. Well, hot yoga or Bikram yoga is usually a set, you practice a set of, I think it's 26 postures, and it's always the same number of postures and the same postures in the same order. Mm -hmm. When it's hot, when the room is very hot, it means your muscles also can stretch more. And so people can do things sometimes in an environment, in a, in a hot yoga room that they may not be able to do elsewhere. Although I would argue that if you have a good warm-up when you do yoga, you will be able to do pretty much things you didn't expect you'd be able to do anyway. But the thing with hot yoga, I think why it's so popular is people really who want to lose weight, for example, or improve their, you know, their toning muscles definition and all that. So you lose, you can lose a lot of weight by doing hot yoga regularly. You sweat, you know, and I would say you could go to an Ashtanga class but in a room that is not as hot as hot yoga. And, and get similar results. But with hot yoga, the room is so hot, you're sweating so much, 
you're going to lose weight, you're going to, um, you know, your body will change very rapidly. You've mm -hmm. got rapid results. And mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things people like with, with hot yoga. Because people like different things, and sometimes on a different day, yeah, you may have a very busy day and then you want maybe your practice, your practice to be a little bit softer or gentle, or maybe you're full of energy and you want a really intense practice. What I've done with the method that I've created, which is called Yoga and Lights, is I've created classes where I give people a lot of options. And I give them some options so that they can either complete the pose or just perform the posture at end, the, the pose or posture at any level they, they want on that day. I'm creating classes which are as enjoyable and beneficial to people who like a good sweat like we said or people who want to take it easy mm. and i like to offer that variety of options so that people can really work not only at their level but at the place they're at on the day fantastic all right guys so now you know whatever you like to do whether you like to have really intense workout sweat relax you can find different ways of working with different types of yoga, or you can go to Aloe's class and have all the benefits in one. And to be honest, I've been to her class quite a lot of times. And we were talking about that relaxation. And we'll talk about the uh, psychological benefits of yoga after. But that relaxation in Aloe's class is just wonderful. So if you can experience it for yourself, at the end of the podcast, we'll talk about where you can find Aloe, her classes, her retreats, and everything try and go to her class so can we talk about the physical benefits of yoga mm -hmm. there are many an obvious one would be the stretching the way it improves your you know the whole skeletal muscle efficiency or maintenance right you become not only more flexible but actually your your joints also become more supple you feel like you've got more your mobility increases in the way you feel less stiff Um, there's something that happens when you do yoga is we, we actually create space between the joints. Between each and every one of the, the, the joints in the human body, there's a liquid called the synovial fluid. And that liquid helps. It's like oil for um, the mechanical parts of an engine, let's mm -hmm. say. Right. And so when we do yoga, it helps to regenerate that um, liquid between our joints. So it's like adding you know, oiling your joints in a way, because often when we get, especially when we get older, because that liquid re reduces, um, then the joints become more stiff and eventually they may even start kind of um, rub against each other or, you know, the, the, the cartilage in between the joints becomes thinner. And so that really has a positive impact on the whole, you know, the whole skeleton fun function. And that's very important not only when we're older but to keep the skeleton in a good shape and a, you know good to maintain the the health of the your skeleton as you're young so you don't have mobility problem as you as we grow older um the muscles yeah flexibility of the muscles um the tone it regenerate the skills cells so you tend to have even a better complexion like it, your the skin of your face is usually enhanced by doing yoga and you notice it very quickly also you you tend to to drink more water uh, which is also good for your skin um heart benefits so reduces heart blood pressure there are a lot of postures there's some postures that, are, that have to do with inversions which means that it helps to regulate your blood circulation and so heart blood pressure reduces 
Uh, it has some benefits for digestion. Some postures improve, like the twists, improve your digestion by providing some sort of massage for your internal organs. Mm-hmm. It will improve the whole nervous system. Uh, it stimulates your endocrine system. The glands are responsible f- for um, digestion, uh, the liver functioning, the kidneys and so on. So some of the glands are responsible for that. Other glands are responsible for your mood and mm-hmm. the chemicals in your brain. So you can see how by holding certain postures that will stimulate those glands, there will be an improvement to your liver, kidney, pancreas, all the internal organs that are related to the endocrine system. And it will also improve your well-being. So we're talking about the physical um, benefits, but I'm, I think your next question would probably be around the, phys- the the psychological and emotional well-being, right? Yeah, absolutely. What a list of benefits. But obviously, we think about the mind-body connection when yes. we think about yoga, right? So what are the mental and psychological and emotional benefits of yoga? Okay, so... I was talking about the endocrine system and, for example, the thyroid glands related to uh, mood and um, chemicals in your brain such as um, dopamine, the chemicals that are responsible for happiness. You will feel happier, you will feel lighter, more generally more kind of relaxed and it also helps to increase what we call resilience. You feel like you've got a little bit of a a shield around you, uh, an imaginary shield around you that protects you from uh, the stress of everyday life. You become a bit more patient or a bit more tolerant. You're much more able to deal with everyday tasks and challenges. Mm. And that also has to do with the fact that yoga stimulates the parasympathetic system, which is the part of um, a part of our nervous system that we don't control. Mm-hmm. So. The parasympathetic system has to do with rest and digest. It's um, the part of the nervous system that helps us to come back to a state of um, what we call homeostasis. So it's the process by which when you've been through a stressful event, you come back to a state of calmness, of serenity, where your body starts functioning again. You know, the other state, the state of stress is fight or flight. Whether the threat is imagined or real, um, the body gets into an emergency state and all the circuits shut off. And, you know, and and so the digestive system doesn't get as much blood. Your lungs don't get as much oxygen. All the body's functions are busy responding to that stress by Mm -hmm. putting you in high alert. And when we do yoga, because it it stimulates the parasympathetic system, Mm -hmm. then we're much more able to come back to that state when we have been through a stressful event. We come back to that state of homeostasis. That happy place. That happy place. (laughs) And also, we don't go as high in the emergency state, if you Mm -hmm. want. So that fight-or-flight response is lowered by our capacity to stay calm, to stay focused in the face of adversity, and also by that outlook we have on things where things are not so bad. Another psychological or emotional benefit of yoga is because you're calmer, you're more relaxed, you're more focused, it tends to improve your relationships as well because you're much more open, you feel more in control of your emotional reactions. So that's what you're going to be offering to the world. That's how you're going to relate to other people. You know, that's that's how you're going to present out there as well. Confident and calm and 
you know, open to positive and and fluent communication Absolutely. without the kind of hindrance that stress can bring. When we're stressed, it's very difficult for us to respond positively to other people. But if we have a system for personal rejuvenation, that's how we're going to show up in the world. Absolutely. You know? And, you know, it's very interesting that you talk about relationships because I feel like one of the problems that our society has at the moment is people now being able to be in the present moment Absolutely. and then they can escape on their phone. You know, how often did you have a conversation with a friend and they go like, uh-huh, yes, uh-huh. and yes. they're looking at their phone and I'm thinking, hmm, <laughs> okay. And I think yoga helped me a lot with connecting to the present moment. Absolutely. I'm so glad you're mentioning that because it, it's an important part of yoga. It helps you to be more present. It teaches you to be more present because when you're performing the sequence of um, postures or, or asanas, you have no time to think about something else. You're fully present in the room with your body, with your breath, which is a very important aspect of yoga. Actually, one of your previous um, guests has done, mm -hmm. there was a very good yeah. podcast Richie. about the, Richie, yeah, about the importance of the breath. So if you're interested as well in the benefits of yoga, maybe you want to listen to that podcast because breathing is an important part of yoga. So Absolutely. the combination of the breathing and the time and effort you you put in holding the postures, it teaches you to be present. It allows you to be really more mindful, like you said, in everyday life as a result. You know, mm. it's like practicing that quality, that skill in the environment of the yoga studio. Uh, you transfer that skill outside. You yeah. are more present with people. You're more you're more in touch with not only your feelings, but other people's mm. feelings. And that's a beautiful quality because what, what best to offer than our presence? You know, like you of said, course. with mobile phones and so on, it's very difficult to do that sometimes. We all get caught into it, yeah? 100%. Um, and there's a lot of focus on mental health. And not just at the moment, but I think people are starting to understand the importance of training your mind and taking care of your mind as well as your body, right? I heard that yoga has long-term benefits on the brain. Can you yeah. tell us more about this? Yes, absolutely. So yoga has, um, has an impact, as I said before, on the nervous system, on the endocrine system, which we know is responsible for the regulation of some chemicals in your brain. There are studies re recently that have shown that 10 to 12 minutes of yoga every day over a period of six weeks can really improve somebody's well-being and reduce depression significantly. In fact, wow. a third of the group of people who were doing yoga in comparison with the control group in the, in the study experience an improvement of the, their daily mood, but also an increase in happy moments in their lives, mm. if you want. There's a video on my website you can watch that's called The Science of Yoga, where they talk about that study. So we talked about how yoga improves your focus, uh, mindfulness and presence. So cultivating those skills helps to create new pathways in the way that your neurons fire together. Because you regulate the neurotransmitters, the part of your nervous system that can sometimes cause you to experience a lot of stress, 
tend to function much better. And that in terms can lead to behavior, major behavior change as well. For example, for some people who experience uh, problems with um, addictions of some sort, Mm -hmm. and it can be anything, I'm not just talking about drugs or alcohol, I'm talking about uh, technology, food, even relationships in a way where, you know, you find it very difficult to feel complete without another person. And that can lead to, you know, all sorts of difficult situations in life. Uh, Yoga really helps with reprogramming or rewiring your brain in Mm. a much more positive way, in a way that allows for physical transformation of your brain. The brain can change and we know that even some physical diseases can be prevented. Or there's something called epigenetics, which which has to do with the way that some genes will either develop or affirm themselves or not, depending on their environment. So if you have a very healthy life, if you practice um, yoga regularly, you can be sure that you optimize, if you want, some of your positive genes Mm. and reduce the probability to develop even a disease that it's, you know, it's often inherited in your family. And we're talking about uh, diabetes, even cancer in some some ways. People who've had chronic conditions, it really has helped them to deal with not only with the treatment, but it has improved their life expectancy. So we're talking about a tool that can really impact on your genes and it can also impa- impact on your brain's efficiency to handle the whole functioning of your body mm. and the reprogrammation of your, of your nervous system. So it's big. That's huge. Mm -hmm. And you have so much knowledge on the topic. And I feel like we could talk for hours. Unfortunately, we have to wrap it up. But our listeners can contact you. And where can they find you? Where can they send you their questions or even go to a class or anything like that? Okay, so you can find all the details of the classes that I deliver in London on my website, which is www.yogaandlights.com and light spelled E-N-L-I-G-H-T-S. And um, we organize yoga retreats. The next retreat is in Turkey from 1st to 6th of May 2019. You can find all the details on the website. So please get in touch, send send me a message. Feel free to call or drop me an email. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Alo, for being part of the episode today. Guys, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on SoundCloud. Leave us a comment. Hit us with any questions you had. And we'll catch you very soon.